Welcome, welcome, welcome everybody to another edition of We Want to Talk About It Now. Very, very exciting. Julie Gibson, prepare yourself for a battle royale. That's right. You heard correct. We're going to be having a nice, friendly debate. I had a hard time deciding what sort of episode to make this, but it just felt right to make it a battle royale because it's a subject I don't get. It's something... No, I get it, but... I wish that it didn't exist as much in in the culture that we have created in the world. And I bet you you guys are all very excited because we're getting very close to the knockout round of the World Cup. What I want to talk about today and what my good friend Thomas, who I have here on the podcast today, I didn't ask you if you wanted me to say anything before, avid soccer fan, fan half Argentinian, um, I don't know why that's necessary. I feel like, I, I just feel like there's a culture thing. Like it, it would be the same if I said like, oh, he's half English or something like that. Yeah. Um, huge in the... Well, less douchey than the English. <laughs> Have you met Argentinians? Oh, I'm going to get so much crap. Anyone who likes soccer is a little bit douchey, let's be honest. Um, good friend of mine, he likes soccer. I do not like soccer. I feel like he'd be the perfect person to have on for us to to, to battle royale Football soccer, as I call it, because uh, when I was serving my LDS mission in Mexico, anytime people would talk to us, they felt like it was necessary to make that distinction. They never just call it football. It would always be football soccer because I'm white and Americans have their American football. It was very kind of them, very kind of them to do that. Um, so I just have one question for you. Like, If you could nail it down to one reason why soccer is so important to you like if i don't know if that's an unfair question but yeah. do you think you could do it so one reason that that would be tough um it's hard to narrow it down because i think it was justified to say i'm half argentine because i think without my mom who's argentine who likes soccer um i don't know if i'd love it as much because she kind of instilled that in us is she was, a big fan yeah she actually is she's I'll actually share a story later on when you ask me about a favorite memory, maybe. <laughs> um, no spoilers. No spoilers. But um, no, she is a big fan, and uh, we like rival cl- clubs. So. Oh, so you like a team that she doesn't like? Yeah. What team do you like? I like Boca Juniors, and she likes River Plate. So it's like... Do, a, be, do a basketball or football analogy. Uh, well, do I want to do that a little more about. violent. So... Baseball, a little more violent. I'm thinking about <laughs> you. So you go to baseball, the least violent of the sports. Well, not this fan base. I feel like they're pretty violent. Is the L.A. Dodgers and the San Francisco okay. Giants? People die. People have been killed over games. this <laughs> over this rivalry. Have people so, died at these games, the Argentine game yeah. that you're talking about? Yeah, there was actually, uh, I want to say, a year and a half ago, maybe two years max. Um, the Boca fans pepper sprayed the River Plate team as they came out of the tunnel. To start and the game? Or to end time. the game? Oh. And they canceled the game. I'd be so and mad. And River Plate won, and it was like a tournament, so River Plate advanced, and it was this big drama. But This wasn't yeah. this wasn't the one where the ref was shot and killed on the, on the, what's it called? On the pitch. Yeah, well, so it wasn't because this story was in Argentina. The ref dying was in Brazil. Which they're a little more classless than. Well, this is my. This is. I think we've already we've already reached like my first problem with the sport, the mass killings, <laughs> not mass killings. That's not fair. But the the assassinations and the 
like people take this sport so seriously and I don't understand why they're treating it as if like they're politicians. Yeah. Politicians get assassinated. I kind of understand why. I still think it's stupid. But the fact that people are willing to kill, I forget uh, that documentary that I watched where um, tons of people died in England because yeah. uh, they were all pushing pushing up against the yeah, fence. They couldn't all fit. Liverpool, I'm pretty sure. That's yeah. insane to me. That, that's yeah. a real thing. Yeah. How, how, how do you uh, com- compartmentalize the the killing that is football soccer well that's hard that um it is crazy it's an unfortunate part of the game for sure people are crazy about it there's also a really good documentary 30 for 30 dos escobares which is about pablo escobar the drug lord and then pablo escobar the soccer player who scored an own goal in the 1994 world cup for and he played for colombia and oh, no. then he went back to Colombia and was killed outside a nightclub. Gosh. So, yeah, it's uh, it's bad. The fan violence is bad. Um, Europe, like England, Spain, Italy, France, they're a little better about fan safety now. Like the thing that happened at Liverpool where the people were just yeah. smashed together, that that doesn't that's happen. That was, that's totally different. I um, just wanted because my point is, it seems like there's a lot of dying that going yeah. that is going on, but definitely there seems to be a, more of a culture of killing in South America, yes, uh, yeah. than compared to uh, Europe. Yeah, the Europe leagues definitely. And that's something I don't understand. What, what what's like Champions League? Yeah, Copa so, Europa Americana. Yeah, so it, would it sounds be like, like coffee, a type of coffee. <laughs> Can I get an Americano, please? A good cup of coffee, right? Well, um, I mean, you'll probably die at the end, but yeah, at least you enjoyed it before you died. It would be beautiful. Uh, no, so they have, I think the best way to explain it to people that aren't soccer fans or not super familiar with it is it would be like if the NBA had um, or NBA quality players played all over the world and they have their individual leagues. So you have the NBA, you have the you know, Italian NBA, essentially, the England NBA, the Spain NBA, and they do a Champions League for Europe. It's the UEFA, which is the organization in Europe, and they play a tournament, cross-country tournament. So Just in Europe, though. Just in Europe. And but, then South America does that too, right? Yeah, so they have they don't have a Champions League. They call it Copa Libertadores, which is the same thing. Um, and that's super crazy because it's to me- from Mexico down to Argentina, and it's like this insane, awesome tournament. The U.S. has something similar too. It's called Champions League, but our organization or like country section is CONCACAF. And so we actually had an MLS team play against Mexico just barely like two weeks ago. They ended up losing in penalties, but... It would have been awesome. We played against the Mexican national team? No, against... Uh, uh, like it was Chivas. La, Los Chivas de Guadalajara. I know that. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> uh, I, I also know uh, we got the uh, the Los America. I don't know what they're called. They're, they wear yellow jerseys. <laughs> but Pumas. the Chivas. I know, who the, I know who the Chivas are. And then I also know the Jaguars of Chiapas. Those are the, those are the teams that I know. Oh, no, I know a lot. Cruz Azul. Um, which is like after a concrete factory company, and that's, that's it. Sweet. There we go. There, there there's the four <laughs> the four Mexican uh, teams that I was able to figure out. That's kind of cool. Like I like that. Yeah. So it's it's 
it's almost like a, I wonder if we could do that with basketball. I feel like too many people, or with like just American sports, but I feel like too many people like go to those leagues. Like they want to play in the NBA. Yeah. They don't want to play in their country of origin yeah, so, so it's, much. It's a challenge, but um, I want to say three months ago, the Adam Silver, the NBA commissioner, had talked about possibly doing some sort of tournament within the NBA regular season similar to that like it would be hard you know the logistics are hard because there's not as many good teams but something sim like an extra incentive for teams maybe that aren't doing as good they can like focus on some sort of championship thing because it's almost like a mini olympics but it's not because it's just one region of the world it's just europe yeah and then it's just the americas yeah and then after that they have a club world is there a reason for that logistically uh, just, just they can't travel everywhere? or So I would say it's m- probably mainly for the World Cup groupings as far as they don't – logistically, all these small countries aren't going to go play, you know, in like Turkey or wherever, you know, kind of the, those sections of the world. They're not going to go play South American or Caribbean countries to get into the World Cup. So they section them off into groupings essentially – and then they play for the World Cup, and I think that just carries over for, like, the club teams. I'll be honest. The only thing that I really watch is the World Cup. I feel like that's sort of America's go-to. Yeah. Maybe not this this year since America's Yeah, sadly. That's crazy. That – what I don't understand about why, – why do we – like, I, I like the World Cup more than the Olympics, I would say. Yeah. But why do they have it in both? I don't feel like anyone watches soccer in, in the Olympics. Uh, I'll be honest – I have only watched one game ever start to finish of, of a football soccer match, and it was the U.S. women against China, I believe, in the championship round where um, – I don't know what her name is. She's awesome. She deserves a lot more money Scored than Landon Donovan. Goal. Yeah, the midfield goal was unreal. Yeah, I was Carly like, that Lloyd. was fun. But, like, <laughs> but I was also thinking that's like one of the reasons I hate soccer is, all right, and you want an exciting game? We got to score at least six goals for you. Like one team has to score at least six goals. Yeah. But the World Cup seems fun. I, I think it just goes to everyone likes fighting against other countries when it's not a world war. Like, let's just let's just fight against each other in sport instead, guys. Uh, sure. d- is there any World Cup that stands out to you as something like? As like a traumatic experience or like, oh, I will never forget this. Uh, so there's a few. Um, being a fan of Argentina last World Cup uh, was incredible. Such a fun memory. Um, Did they win? No. Oh. <laughs> so I'm going to get to that. I honestly Thanks don't Thanks for rubbing know. it in my face. I honestly don't know. <laughs> um, no, it was a super fun memory. Just like this crazy, just so many dramatic games for them to get to the championship and then the championship was back and forth, actually went into extra time. And Germany, who's knocked us out of the last three World Cups, uh, scored an amazing goal and won 1-0. So it was depressing, sad, but super fun tournament overall. Did they win in extra time? So it wasn't a golden goal, but yeah. So it wasn't extra time. Extra time is the biggest flaw in soccer. It's so the stupidest the thing time, yeah. ever. Could you imagine if any other sport did that? The only reason that we accept it in soccer is because it's tradition. Yeah. That's ultimately what it is. Could you imagine if like a ref in the NBA is like, all right, the Cavs are losing right now. 
Hey, don't worry, guys. We've got an extra three minutes that we're going to throw on. Because, you know, all these injuries that are going on. I don't understand why, why soccer can't just stop the clock. Yeah. It's cool that they have the running clock or whatever. It, it, like, it makes it easier to just have the commercials at halftime or what have you. But it, it's unnecessary. Yeah, People so wouldn't care. I, you're right. You're kind of hitting it on the head there with the tradition part. It's a lot of that. Um, there are some frustrating things, though. I mean... Being, it seems unfair. Like I, I am yeah. at. Like, do you know of any like examples of collusion where like the ref was like for another team and they gave him the extra time, like just to? So there, there are some things that have happened in some smaller leagues um, across the world where you know you've come to find out the ref was actually a super big fan of some you know the team that he favored. Um, but a lot of the time, it's just not that transparency, right? Like. I remember specifically the one that sticks out for me is a Real Salt Lake game. It was an important kind of almost like a playoff deciding game. They were in that race and Kansas City, who they were playing, um, the ref gave five minutes stoppage time because there were a lot of stoppages. So it was it, that was fair. That sense. wasn't that wasn't a crazy number. But after the five minutes, he went on another five minutes like a minute wait there i didn't even realize there's a second extra time you can give there's not a second extra time it's just he has the discretion to stop the game or not and he decided not to for whatever the ref and kansas city ended up scoring and winning the game and it was like the most frustrating one of the most frustrating games that doesn't make any sense yeah it was a bunch of crap do you know it's just tradition is the so reason in, they haven't in the of language of stoppage time they say as far as like the time they give right so like the 90 minutes is up and then they give the time and it's a minimum it's not right at two minutes or whatever the stoppage time is we stop the game it's a minimum of this um but yeah it's a lot of tradition they just want to be free free-flowing type of game and but it ends up not being that way, especially if you've ever... I'm sure you've seen the videos of soccer players flopping. That happens all the time. I'm okay with it, though. That's like one of the things about soccer that doesn't bother me. That bothers yeah. a lot of people. Well, it's around that. The part why it bothers me is... Is that, they, for stop, is that what stoppage time is for? Is for all the flopping? Yes. Oh, my god. So all those stoppages where they come out and spray the magic spray on the guy. That's the... <laughs> that's the... Spray the stoppage. magic spray? Oh, the image that I just had in my head was was so perfect for how I feel about soccer. That magic spray that was being <laughs> sprayed. Uh, going back to the World Cup, though, because I ha- I haven't experienced any of the stoppage time within the World Cup games that I've watched, mm-hmm. or like there's been any controversial things. And I'll be honest, I've watched a little bit here and there of the last three. What year are we? 2018. So 2014, 2010, and 2006 are the only World Cups that I've even dabbled in because. I don't, it's honestly just to be part of the conversation, part of the yeah. conversation going on. And I just try to BS my way through it. I'm like, Oh, could you believe, like, I don't even know what all the positions are. I'm like, I can't, that guy's on, that guy shouldn't just be playing defense. That, that's the thing, right? Someone who just plays defense. Is there a <laughs> defender guy? I don't know. Do they all run? I do have one thing for, um, do they have instant replay? Cause the only, the one of the most famous things I can think of is Maradona's, uh, the hand of God goal. Yeah. That was good for you, right? Yeah. So Wait, he's I, the Argentinian, right? Yes. Oh, or Argentine. Well, that's crazy. Yeah. Yeah. So how do you um, feel about that? Great. It was the hand of God. 
No, um, I wasn't <laughs> you think alive. Maradona's God. I wasn't alive. Um, there, a funny story about Maradona. There's actually a church in Argentina um, that worships him. Like they have statues of him and cool. all his jerseys. Um, I mean, he ended up being a, uh, a pretty constant philanderer and cokehead, but that's cool. Yeah, it was, it was the Italian mafia, a lot of money and gambling as well. So, um, no, but yeah, so they actually do, they call it VAR now, virtual assistant referee or something like that. Um, the frustrating thing with how they're implementing that, though, is it's also, again, to the referee's discretion to actually review it so he gets called in by the guy watching the game and says hey there's you know a a sketchy play or whatever right and the ref can say oh no I'm not gonna I'm not gonna pay attention to that or he can't So coaches can't choose no coaches can't it's not like a challenge flag or anything like that so I think it's good because there's some especially for goals I feel like that's the most important thing there's been a lot of When things. there's a hand goal especially. Yeah, yeah, exactly. So Did they go they went on to win that World Cup, right? Yes. That wasn't the World Cup match. That was semis, right? Against yeah, England. Yeah, it was a semis against England. Yep, in 19 It's like 88 I want to say. Maybe 86. 86. I just remember watching the documentary on it. Yeah. Oh, no, so. no, no, no. Hand of God is also apparently a uh, Amazon show. <laughs> About the actual... No, no, it's something else. Oh. <laughs> Man. 86. Wow, that was forever ago. We're looking at 22 years in Estadio Azteca, Mexico City. Man, he was five foot five. What's up with that, by the way? Like, why is everyone so short in soccer? Like, I know that you do have, like, your occasional really good... Like, you got your Beckhams and yeah. your um, guy from Portugal. Cristiano Ronaldo. When you got your Ronaldos after all the... F- surgery on his teeth uh i i find these these people to be pretty cool athletes in the sense that holy crap they're built really well their quads are unreal like yeah everything about their lower body especially their entire bodies really are perfectly sculpted yeah i feel like it's such a waste <laughs> such a waste on yeah. such a like and i'm sure we'll talk about this because i haven't i've only watched on tv i've never been to an actual match but it is so hard to watch. I, I, technically, it's constant action. Technically, yeah. it's constant action. So in a sense, it's better than American football because you have the 40 seconds between each play. Yeah. But with with soccer, it's just like, all right, we're kicking the ball. And maybe 5 to 10% of the time, like it, shots on goal are exciting, yeah. right? Shots on goal are always exciting. But what's exciting about it? I don't get it. Like, like, like I said... Oh, she just kicked a goal from halfway across the thing. That's awesome in the championship game. But I, those seem so much more rare than they all—they are constant. Like on Sports Center, you're getting basketball all the time. You'll get football, soccer here and there, but it's—you yeah. know what I mean? Yeah. So um, I kind of relate it to baseball, right? Like I'm not a huge baseball fan. I enjoy going to the games, watching it on TV. I watch, you know, the World Series. And, and that's about it. Um, and for me, I, like, I always tell my friends um, that like baseball, I'm like, that's just boring. Like nothing happens. And they're like, Oh no, there's all this strategy and those different things in soccer. What, what I enjoy about it is the passing, the interplay, watching what they do off the ball. And then the guy that has the ball beating players one-on-one and how they are connected as a team. All of that, I really enjoy and appreciate 
it is hard to like to get into that though, right? Because like you do want the goals, and those are usually the most exciting plays. But a lot of what I look at is kind of just like the different positions. It's almost like in football, right? Like I can be at a football game and I'll watch the left guard because I want to see him pancake somebody. But like to a like just an average fan, they're not gonna watch the guard, they're going to watch the quarterback, him throw the ball or the running, you know, those different things. So I like the different intricacies of the game and I appreciate the skill that it takes to do that because they are going super, super fast, like insanely fast. And then to keep the ball, like for example, Lionel Messi or Cristiano Ronaldo or the super talented ball players, they keep the ball when you watch them run they're keeping it within like a foot of them, right? And if you go and run as fast as you can and kick a ball and try to still run as fast as you can, that ball is going to be 20 feet in front of you, if not more, right? So I appreciate that skill of the game as well. Man, in, in all fairness to football, soccer as well, someone brought up a really good point with American football. Like, it seems like they're high-scoring games because they inflate the points. Mm-hmm. So you, you score four touchdowns, that's, and you get the extra point, that's 28 to zero. So yeah. it seems like they scored a lot, when in reality there was only four scores in seven years ago. There's only four scores, and then with soccer, if you get that's, – that's a high-scoring high game for American football. That would yeah. be a high-scoring game for football soccer yeah. as well, in all fairness to it. And I'll be honest, as I'm getting older, I don't find American football that interesting anymore either. Yeah. I just need, for some reason, I just need constant like gratification. It's, it's, it's ultimately instant gratification. Like, yeah. I can watch basketball, not all the time, but I can sit down and just watch a game of basketball. It doesn't matter who's playing and enjoy it. I can't do that with uh, American football anymore, nor, can yeah. I, nor have I ever been able to do it with, with soccer. Yeah. But... No, that makes sense. That might not. That might not be like here or there. Which do you prefer, though? Like, because whenever I see these documentaries on things, the fans are so into it at the games to the point of extreme violence, often against other people. Yeah. This hooligan culture in yeah. Europe or or what have you. Have you ever felt like unsafe at a game? Because I imagine you've gone to a lot of actual matches in, uh, on the pitch. Yeah. Is that the right thing, or would you just be in the stands? Because the so, pitch is the field itself, right? I don't call it the pitch. Um, I call it the field. I'm still, I'm still, you're still a little American. I'm still normal. (laughs) No. Um, yeah. So I would say I prefer in the stands. Um, there's definitely some things though that like on TV, it's fun, right? It's, I, I think it's just similar to another sport. It on TV, you see everything, you see all the replays. Um, but sometimes you don't feel that atmosphere. Right. And so that's the best part about the games. Um, like if you ever go to a Real Salt Lake game, the atmosphere is okay, but it's like, if you go, for example, the jazz game, you go and sit in the upper bowl and the nosebleeds, it's a fun time, right? Mm -hmm. But then when you're down closer to the court, you're like, man, I'm never going back up to the nosebleeds because I'm right in the action. So it's similar with the soccer, right? Like live, you, uh, you just feel it. It's insane. Like, my favorite memory of a game that I went to was in Argentina, the Boca Juniors game. So they are in this part of Buenos Aires called La Boca. Um, it's kind of a 
at night, it's a really sketchy part of town. In the day, it's really touristy, but at night it like shuts down and is very sketchy. Um, I went with some friends of mine that are from Argentina and my brother. The, my two friends from Argentina, they hate Boca Juniors, but they just came because I was in town and I paid for them to go. So <laughs> we're playing this Classic team. Classic friends. Yeah, exactly. Only because I paid for them. No, um, we were playing. Boca Juniors was playing a team that has a certain kind of, kind of jersey, uh, baby blue and white stripes. My buddy that doesn't like Boca Juniors wears a jersey from a Guatemalan volleyball team. I don't know how he got that. That has baby blue stripes and white stripes. We bought tickets thinking we were going to buy it in the nice American section. In typical South American fashion, we got ripped off. <laughs> so we, uh, we get taken to the stadium by this big, vulgar, just like the worst mouth kind of guy. Like he was... A little crazy. Takes us to the stadium. Some guy comes out of the stadium, gives him these tickets. It's in the third tier in what's called La Barra Brava, which is the jumping flare section, smokes, flags, like all that craziness. So we get into the very third tier of this this Boca Juniors, La Bombanera is called the stadium. And we get there and the fans see my friends and my other one that was there that doesn't like Boca Juniors. He was covering his nose because he says that the Boca Juniors, who they also call like pigs, it's like their mascot is like a pig. They, he says it smells like pig. You guys reek. He was like telling people that almost like picking fights. And so there's like this tension there, and then the game was crazy. It was so much fun. Like you forget about all the dangerous stuff. Boca Juniors ends ends up losing. It was an incredible game. I didn't even care if they won or lost. It was just fun. Um, the whole stadium chants, crazy. Like you just feel it. Like it's insane. It's indescribable how that feeling is. But we're leaving the stadium, and what they do is they have the away fans. They have to wait 45 minutes in the stands for the home team fans to clear out so there's not conflict on the street. Wouldn't you want the away team fans to leave first? You'd think, but they didn't think about that. So, <laughs> so we go back because the ripoff place is supposed to shuttle us back to our hotel. So we go back to this bar that we were supposed to meet at, and the shuttle isn't there. And then the shuttle of the away fans is coming by. And they're singing about all the horrible things about Boca fans' as mothers and, you know, their grandmothers and their daughters and everything horrible about that Boca Juniors. That sounds Junior's. great. Really fun. Um, <laughs> so a Boca Juniors fan threw a rock at this bus, like a pretty big rock. The bus stops because it's in traffic and these guys come out of the bus, like the whole bus comes out. And it's like this crazy, like, scuffle going on it wasn't like we weren't super close we were probably 50 like 50 feet away 50 you know 50 60 feet and it's starting to get dark as all this is going down and we didn't want to get involved in anything so we started walking away and we're like we need to catch a taxi like we're gonna get stuck here this shuttle isn't coming so we go to this corner like to go to the main street and there's just this abandoned apartment over there we see our shuttle coming back down the road, so we go running to the bar, so back around this corner by the abandoned apartment. And my brother 
gets like his sweater stuck in this fence, right? So I turn around to like kind of like see if he's okay because I didn't know what was going on. As I turn around, this huge rock comes falling down from the apartment. A guy threw it down. And it literally was like inches away from hitting my face and lay, like legs. And it was it was crazy. From killing you, yeah. ultimately. Yeah. Depending on how high that apartment was. It was uh it was at least eight stories. So it would have it would have done some damage. Um so that whole experience, right, in the moment it was crazy outside the stadium, but what I'm gonna say is when your life's at risk, it's actually really fun when you live. <laughs> <laughs> It makes soccer that much more enjoyable when people are trying to kill you. I recommend everybody go to an Argentine soccer game and uh, almost die. Well, that's that's kind of like the issue that I have with the my knowledge of hooliganry. If that's a thing of hooligans, comes from the movie. I don't know if you've seen it, Green Street Hooligans. Yeah, based yeah. in in London, not London, because it's Manchester United. So, Either way, it's uh, England. Yeah. Either way, it's England. Is it? And it sounds like that's what it's like. Like I, I thought that was like a very dramatized version of what things are like, where they have like these gangs f- for the teams, yeah, that go and will fight against each other, and potentially, almost not guaranteed, but likely in the hospital, potentially you will get killed. Yes, like yeah. you almost died. Like what is that? Like that doesn't make any, no sport. And maybe this goes like I know that we riot in America though, which yeah. I think is extremely childish. After somebody wins or after someone loses, like our sports team lost, let's go riot. But going in in gang fashion and fighting against people is pathetic. Yeah, <laughs> in my opinion, I don't understand. I don't understand like why how it's gotten to that point. Is there a reason? Yeah, Do you know like why? So like uh, the the hooligan culture has risen. I don't know. Yeah, yeah. Is it still very common too? Like. Yeah, you oh, just definitely. almost died recently. Definitely, yeah. So I, w- I would say my situation wasn't like a hooligan thing. I think it was he noticed two Americans, you less know, less soccer based and, and more, and it was yeah. Country I, th- of origin I think based. I think that was it because um, I didn't get a good look at the guy. I just saw his head, um, but I, I would be very surprised if it was like a, a Rossing fan. We weren't wearing any Boca gear either, um, so I don't think. Yeah, it would have been a soccer retaliation. I think it was a guy seeing two Americans. But a little bit about hooliganism, that's what we'll call it. I don't know if I it's don't called know that either. Call either. Um, so they're, they're run almost like very similar to the mafia. They're like a pretty intricate organization. Yeah, like there's a leader. For the clubs, <laughs> yeah. They have like b- these board members, leaders that like are in charge of the chants. And they're crazy. They're like nonstop singing dancing, like just cheering on the team, super fun in the stadium, but very violent, right? Not cool. So um, they have that, I think, even in MLS to a to a lesser degree, a less violent degree, there are like section leaders, chant leaders, right? And they're, some of them get a little animated at those games. Um, specifically though, in like England in those movies, those are um, obviously dramatized in some aspects, but a lot of it is very real. Um, how they just meet on the streets and fight. There was, um, they do the, it's the UEFA 
for the countries, not clubs. So like the UEFA t- summer tournament, they do it every every two years, um, opposite of the World Cup. So two years in between every World Cup, all of the European teams play in this huge tournament. It's like the second biggest thing besides the World Cup. So it's a big deal. Um, this time it was in, uh, I'm going to say the country wrong, so I don't know what country it was in. But Russia was there. And the uh, Russian prime minister, after these Russian hooligans had, like, beaten up all these French people, I think it was Spain people, too, that they played, and they, like, beat the crap out of these people, like, super violent, crazy stuff. He was, like, encouraging the Russian hooligans and saying, like, oh, this is great, like, this is awesome. And side note, the World Cup's in Russia, (laughs) so... (laughs) Have fun going to that. But, um, yeah, it's just a unnecessary part of the game, for sure. Then why don't they get, like... I, I, I'm not saying that you have to be the diplomat or the politician that figures this all out, but, like, why why can't they just get rid of that? Like, is it... It seems... Probably because they'd lose money. Like, honestly, if they're just like, any hooliganism means that we won't be able... You won't have a team anymore. Yeah, so I think they've been cracking down on it, and that's why we don't hear as much about that especially in more established leagues like I know um for example the uh Boca Junior leader that pepper sprayed the river plate he was uh banned from the stadium I don't know for how long um but I want to say it was like a lifetime ban do you know how they do that like do they just like have like it seems like it'd be super easy to get a ticket and just walk in. It's not like every single security yeah. guard knows what's going on. Yeah, I feel exactly. like a lifetime ban from any any sport is kind of a B. It's just more of a marketing thing. It's more of a thing yeah. where it's just like PR thing, not marketing. It'd be PR was like we got rid of them, guys. Yeah, we He'll got be rid back of next him. week. Yeah. So there's actually a funny story I saw this week. Um, I want to say it was in Turkey. I don't know why the fan was kicked out. He was kicked out for I think it's two seasons um for inappropriate behavior whatever he did um he bought a crane to go over the stands because it's a smaller stadium in turkey and so the next game after he was banned he was in that crane lifted up super high in the sky watching the game (laughs) and i thought that's incredible but um yeah i think they're trying to clean it up but it's it's one of those things where it's hard to police yeah you just get crazies on the street outside the stadium fighting. So I would I would assume that you prefer live to TV. Yeah, I would say I would want to go. If I had the choice, it would be live. Any recommendations to people who are going like for the first time, not necessarily soccer fans, sort of things that they can do to prepare and protect themselves? Yeah, yeah. So it depends where you're at, right? Um, I think anywhere, though, the smart play, no matter how much you like that color of the jersey that the team's playing, don't wear it. Um, Wear a neutral color. Um, You can still enjoy the game all the same without the jersey, especially if you're not a fan and you're just going. So just be the home team. No matter what, be the home team? No, I wouldn't even say be the home team. I think that that's not a good idea either because so of the so oh, don't be whatever the away or home yeah neutral if gotcha. you're if you are i'm gonna say if you're in the mls going to a game you can wear whatever color you want nothing's gonna happen to you just don't be like picking fights i would say europe obviously south america those different places wear a neutral color 
you know, wear some jacket, just be neutral, go enjoy the game. You'll be in the atmosphere. You can sing, um, online they have places and the clubs, a lot of the time they have resources to say like where the safe sections are and kind of where to avoid as far as in the stadium. Um, cause there's parts of the stadium that are mild compared to other parts where it's like a crazy mosh pit. I don't like that football soccer is like the gremlins. There's all these like little special <laughs> rules, these special rules that you have to follow in order for, in order to, in order to not die or be hospitalized. I think that is an insane thing that anyone has to like take it. But like you said, the Dodgers giants comparison there have been people that have died yeah, because yeah. of that uh, that rivalry, but that was I feel like that was like a one time thing, you know what I mean? Yeah. And I feel like it's very much more common with with the sport of a football soccer as compared to any any sport that we have in the United States. Yeah. So that'd just be baseball, football, basketball. I think it also plays into the fact that obviously soccer isn't as big here. Um, and nothing against the South American countries or the European countries, but I just don't feel like that happens as, like you said, as often in America, it's almost like a cultural thing of like, it's not worth it to fight, but these people like live and breathe their, their teams, you know, and they think that it, their livelihood depends on it. And for some reason they have to, they have to get crazy. Right. So do you know, Holy crap. Do you know how old oh, this is unfair of me? I don't know if this is accurate. I just looked up the history of soccer to see how old it is. It says it's 2000 years old. Who does that it say started it? Ancient China, Greece, Roman parts of Central America also claim to have started it. It seems like a lot of people. When you said the China thing, I just thought of the movie Dodgeball. When it's talking about the history of dodgeball and in China they're playing with heads, they they did the same in China with uh, soccer. I don't know how I don't know how accurate this is. There's, I probably should have done some research on this, but I, I imagine that it's one of the older sports. Definitely, especially yeah. since America chose not to play it. I feel like it was a very English, like especially European thing. So maybe yeah. Americans were just like, no thanks. You yeah, can, you guys can have it. Yeah, so I think it actually. Er- there's stories of, you know, Aztecs playing it or whatever, the Mayan, those things. But I think where, where it really started was in Europe was, and then brought over. Yeah, gee, like King Edward III banned soccer in 1365, owing to the growing incidences of violence. <laughs> <laughs> Not awesome. a whole lot's changed in the last 800 years. <laughs> was that King Henry, you said? 700, I guess. King Edward III. I don't oh. even know who King Edward III is. Well, King Edward, sorry to disrespect you. Na man play el football. No man shall play football. Man, English has changed a lot. Yeah. It almost seems... Anyways, I think 18th century? Jeez, the 1700s, 1800s? Yeah, this is a really old sport. Yeah. Maybe it has more to do... No, that, that, that can't be the reason that there's... Because I, I don't imagine... Maybe it's the culture we live in now, but I don't imagine... A hundred years from now, basketball being like, all right, let's go, let's go uh, kill some of those Knickerbockers. <laughs> yeah, no, that, that's unlikely. Who, no one likes the Knickerbockers. No one likes the Knickerbockers. <laughs> well, that's why it's fairly likely that people would just be okay with it. Like, 
oh, let's go kill the Knickerbockers. Sounds good. I hate that they're called the Knickerbockers. The Knicks. That's so stupid. <laughs> Actually, most team most team names are fairly stupid, in my opinion. Except the Jazz. I know that they're from New Orleans. <laughs> but that's a name that needs to change. Oh, so uh, so what, what state in the United States is known for its jazz? Utah. Well... Not, not really. No, no, no. It's, it's Utah, the Salt Lake City. It's got a great jazz scene. No, 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 no. It does not. Oh my goodness. What? Uh, so try and convince me to want to become an average. Like there is no. Maybe it's just because of how I was brought up, and now I'm too old to like make a change. Hey, I gave I gave Harry Potter a chance. All right. I read all seven books, watched all eight movies yeah. in about a four month span. Try and convince me to like. I want to, I want to be able to. The reason that I read Harry Potter is I literally just like connecting with people, and so the more things that I enjoy doing or am a part of, the difference with soccer compared to pop culture things like Harry Potter yeah. is Harry Potter is a very finite amount of time that you have to spend, yeah. whereas soccer I feel like it's much more of a time investment, and that's the thing that is difficult for me. I, I, I hate watching people run, man. Yeah. So. I would say if you wanna if you wanna give soccer a chance, um, start with the World Cup, right? So why not? There's a perfect. Well, what sucks right now? What sucks right now is the U.S. isn't playing. Yeah, and, I, and like I'm super biased. Like it's the same reason people watch the Olympics. I think the Olympics sucks. You want to know why the Olympics is only once every four years? Because no one wants to watch any of these sports. Because no one wants yeah. to watch them. You want to know why the World Cup's every four years? Because most of America doesn't want to watch. Do you know how long the World Cup's been going on? I don't know how long it's been going on. Uh, I would say at least 100 for, years. Forever. Yeah, it's been a long time. Um, there's got to be a reason that it doesn't happen more often. Yeah, so I think I think it should, first of all, um, happen more often. But also part of it with happening only f- every four years is it makes that that year that it is there super special, right? Like, and and I do agree. Like it is a bummer that the U S isn't there. Um, I'm a fan of the U S obviously. And that was a big bummer. I think the best way to get into it though, is pick a team, get some friends together too. I mean, you just watching it by yourself as a, you know, as a, does it have to be friends that enjoy the game though? Like, cause if it's just like, for my friends who also don't appreciate the game. Like does that does that make a difference? So as well? I think it makes it better when you're around people that appreciate the game. Um and that like it, you will start to kind of feed off that energy a little bit, right? Um I don't think there's one thing that's gonna convince somebody to like to watch soccer and fall in love with it, right? Like it's it's one of those things that if you want to do it, you gotta give it a chance. I'd say the recommendations would be watch the World Cup, right? Pick a team. Maybe your grandpa's from Germany or screw you, man. <laughs> why 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 are you just picking why are you picking Germany randomly for me? It's really messed up. Because I dislike you right now, so I'm picking Germany. <laughs> Nothing against the Germans. They're Love the be, Germans. Met some great Germans in Barcelona. They're gonna be a good team. Um They are they always seem to have a field team. a good squad. They're a good team. Um but no, I'd say pick a team, and then also, with that excitement of the World Cup, whether you catch it or not, 
also give a chance, go to your local team, right? Or maybe there's not a team local when you're traveling somewhere. If there's a game, go. I think you'd have fun. Um, if you haven't been to an MLS game, they're fun games. Um, it's a good environment. Are they? Is, the, is there a lot of people at these games? Like uh, Real Salt Lake, for example. I know so Real Salt Lake doesn't – I want to say the stadium holds – just over 20 to 25,000. So it's not huge. Um, like if you are in Seattle or Portland, those stadiums are a lot bigger. Dude, 20,213. Nailed it, bro. <laughs> okay, there we go. Um, but like Atlanta got a new MLS team and they play at the Atlanta Falcons Stadium right now. And they are like 40,000 or more at these games. So, um, I would recommend going to a game, enjoy it. But they like you still enjoy Real Salt Lake games even though Oh yeah, like- 100%. Um, part of it is because when they first came to Utah, I, you know, I was like, "Oh, I'm going to be a fan. It's the Real Salt Lake team, right?" And so I've had I've put in that investment, so I like them. Um, but even it's still good soccer. Like Honest, better than we can play yeah yeah for sure oh 100 and then um i mean even when you compare it to like these south american teams when we play in tournaments against them they beat us right but like you watch the game and south american soccer to u.s soccer there's not a huge difference because all of the good south american players are going to europe they stay when they're young and then by the time they're 20 they're in Europe if they're good. And so the quality of the game, I don't feel like is that much of a difference South America to U.S. But the atmosphere is a lot better down in South America. Or probably Europe the as US. well. Europe, oh, Europe's a different story, right? Europe is the best of the best. And that the quality of soccer there is amazing. It's so much faster, so much tougher, technical. So definitely a better game. You want to know why I hate soccer? I just realized America sucks at it. I think that I think not having anyone to like look up to in the soccer community ever never made it relevant. Yeah. I can name you Kobe Jones might be the only soccer player before 2000 that I can name. Yeah. Donovan or not Donovan Mitchell. (laughs) Landon Donovan. He'd probably be good at Bradley. Soccer. That's the that's the keeper for the United States. No, no midfielder. What's the bald dude's name? Tim Howard. Tim Howard. Michael Bradley is also bald. Bradley, he's he. Does he play for like the Seattle Sounders or something like that? No, he. Man, plays... I suck at soccer knowledge. Jeez. <laughs> he plays for Toronto. Also incorrect. <laughs> Man, I I think that is the reason why I don't enjoy it. There was just never. And for you, it's 100% different because you had your mom from yeah. Argentina who's like, let's watch these. They've won World Cups. Argentina's yeah. world, won World Cups. Yeah. The United States never has, likely never will. I feel like the culture is getting a little more soccer friendly in the United States. For sure. It's, but it's a very slow and steady pace. It's not just blowing up. Yeah. Um, especially since it's a much safer sport yeah. than what our popular sports are. Yeah, well, and especially it was a huge blow to the popularity of the game. Um, the U S missing the world cup, right? This, this world cup, them being out was a huge blow because 
this World Cup, we would have had young, exciting players on our team. Um, Christian Pelusic's one. He plays in Germany. Um, he's amazing. He is being sought after by like the biggest clubs in Europe, like the Barcelonas, the Manchester United. Why isn't he making clubs. our team better then? He did make our team better. Um, We're not in the World Cup, <laughs> so that's the that's the problem, right? Um, Didn't we get rid of old uh, old Kling German dude? Yeah, Jorgen Jorgen Klinsmann. Yeah, so we had Bruce Arena who. He's an old school MLS coach and we had guys that play in the top leagues in Europe and in our qualifying game where we essentially, you know, we lost that game. So we got knocked out and not in the world cup. He didn't play our best players that are based in Europe. He played a lot of MLS guys, um, that he was more familiar with and yeah, it essentially cost us. So Christian Pulisic was actually one of the bright spots for the that qualifying run that didn't happen, right? Like he he definitely is a good player and there's a lot of a lot of young guys that are up and coming. And as far as a club perspective of US soccer as like where they are at their individual clubs, US soccer is stronger than it's ever been. Isn't it in football soccer's best interest to make America good though? Football soccer is doing great. Billions of dollars yeah. in Europe. I imagine billions of dollars in South America, Mexico, Central America, etc. Is it not inevitable that they need America to be good in order to... Do you know how many... I, I, I would be interested to see the numbers uh, of the games that are going on right now. Yeah. To see if viewership is down because the United States is not in it at all. Or if, if viewers, because you're, I guarantee you're getting a lot less viewers in the United States right now than, than in years past. Yeah. So I think the U.S., the U.S. numbers probably, especially like the non-Hispanic part of U.S. viewership. So like not counting like Univision or like Telemundo. Well, yeah, those but those different. people are watching not because the United States are in it. They're exactly. watching because... Exactly. Their country is so playing. the purely U S fans or U S people that would view the U S you know only watch the World Cup because of the U S I guarantee it's down, but also soccer doesn't need the U S um, because it is such a worldwide sport. It's not like basketball trying to expand you know and get chi Chinese fans and Mexico fans and different you know European fans it's no wait it's a not second. like that wait time out the NBA doesn't need world fans either it's a billion dollar industry as well I agree with you that soccer does not need the United States yeah. but if you're looking for money you want to know where there's a lot of money the United States yeah the United States there's so much untapped potential because we suck at it yeah, like like maybe that's our bad, whatever. But there is definitely a huge financial benefit to the entire soccer world to get the United States involved. Because if you get the United States, you start getting all of these stupid Americans' dollars as well. I just don't understand why they aren't doing what. Um, that was a great example. Adam Silver is doing. He's just like, we don't need to go anywhere. Like basketball is, NBA is the highest quality of basketball you're ever going to watch. Yeah. Watch the Olympics? Nope. Watch the NBA. I guarantee most NBA teams could probably beat national teams yeah. from, from other countries. And yet he still is going into like other countries and just being like, yep, let's 
let's make some more money on this China especially yeah. China's a really good example too because yeah. like there's a billion people there yeah let's go get the uh, billions of their dollars as well yeah no for sure so I think you know the big thing is is like the big sponsorships those US sponsorships um they're if if they have that kind of money they're sponsoring outside of the US as well they're they're putting their sponsorship money into soccer and into those different clubs um but yeah it, it's not going to hurt right do soccer you, if do they, you think that the football co- fifa maybe let's just call it fifa do you think like in a sense they kind of resent america and they're actually kind of happy just like we have this over you. Like we're way better at this than you are. Like, I don't know why they're not trying. So I'm trying to figure out why they wouldn't want to like, let's build up America. Yeah. So essentially the, that this is the depressing thing about us not qualifying is the qualifying system for us specifically in Mexico. They're in the same region. It's called CONCACAF. It is essentially set up for us and Mexico to never miss a world cup. Like oh, that's should, the, that's how they qualify it, us from that. Yeah. It should never happen that they miss it. Um, 2014, the U S scored a last minute goal. They didn't need a score, um, to help Mexico go to the world cup. Um, you know, the, so Mexico almost missed it. U S missed how it. Did Mexico almost missed it. I feel that like was Mex- 2014. So this, this world cup, Still, they were the top. Mexico team. always seems to kick America's butt. They were not good. They were but, Chicharito and yeah. Santiago. <laughs> but in the World Cup, they actually, you know, they played good. Oh no, right? Giovanni, Giovanni Santiago, I think is his name. Giovanni Los Santos. Yeah, Los Santos. Yeah, that's it. Uh, just a little fact check thing that I did. Not that we were wrong. We were just trying to figure it out. It says that the World Cup started 1930 with FIFA. Mm-hmm. Um, international play obviously started before that. The first time it was played in the Olympics was 1900. No. So we're looking at 118 years of fairly consistent international play. Yeah. Um, it says in like 1870 something was when the first official international match happened. So we we're only at 130 years of this international. The reason the reason being that they couldn't do international back then is travel was so difficult. Yeah, and now it's like it be split and super easy for sure. I just feel like if there's money to be made. You're gonna want the United States to be in. like this is probably being super American patriotic sounding sort of guy, mm-hmm. but that is there's so much money to be had in the United States. Yeah, booming economy, one of the best economies in the world. Even when there's a depression or a recession or whatever it may be, it just it just seems irresponsible. Yeah, <laughs> well, irresponsible not to like. I don't. Well, my this is my last question. I I promise. Why can't it just be? Why why is there a qualifier at all? Why not just like let everybody be in it? Maybe do like a quick like do a knockout round and then group play and then a knockout round, or yes. make it like the Sweet Sixteen or something like that. Sorry, sorry, yeah. um, the NCAA tournament. Yeah. So essentially, World Cup qualifying is that chance, right? To to be in in the world they're essentially playing for the world cup um but i get what you're saying they are expanding the field i can't remember to how many teams but essentially it'll be for um us mexico some of those bigger teams um it'll almost be impossible to to miss out fun fact 
this year, um, Netherlands didn't make it. Wait, for real? Didn't yeah. they just win recently? Like 14 uh, or 2010? No, they were in the final. They lost to Spain in 2010. Um, Italy didn't make it. Italy. This sounds like a terrible World Cup. It's going to be an awesome You're naming World Cup. some of the best countries. Yeah. I mean, you've named two of the, like, because the United States isn't one of the best countries, yeah. but still. Uh, there's 195 countries in the world. Yeah. And I'm pretty sure 64 make it to the World Cup right now. There's just so much money to be made. <laughs> yep. You know what I mean? Like, there, like there's so much potential where you'd be like, oh, maybe it's like to save face. Like, all right, we're going to have, like, what's a really crappy soccer? Like, I'm trying to think of like a really small country that I, but I also don't want to, one really small country against Argentina and Argentina just beats them like 12 to zero or something like that. Yeah. I don't know if that's what they're trying to avoid. But why not just be like, open everybody. Your country's going to get a little, little bit of money from FIFA. FIFA's going to get a lot of money having all of these countries involved in it. 195, you could easily just be like, all right, we start off with the super elimination round where it's, and then you just immediately cut it down to 90 teams, like 95 teams just yeah. after that first game. I think that's a possibility. Maybe it's because you have to have a lot of stadiums and even just like 95 matches would take forever. Yeah. But th- it's still money. Yeah, the logistics of it would be tough. And then the quality of soccer, too, is super down. Like, to your point of small countries, there's um, an example. It was in the Confederations Cup, which is a tournament played a year before the World Cup at the World Cup location um, against, like, the best teams from each region that won that region's tournament. Um, Tahiti made it. And Tahiti was playing against Brazil, against uh, Mexico, against Spain. They got demolished. It was like, it was bad soccer. In group play. Yeah. And in well, group that's play. why I'm saying like you do this. Yeah. You do something where it's first half, it's just one game. And we're yeah. going to get rid of half of these teams. And then we'll sort you guys all out into groups. Yeah. Make it a little less uh, embarrassing for everybody. There's just there's just so much money to be made. I don't know why you wouldn't do it. It's it's going to make a lot of money for the country because there's going to yeah. be more matches that people are just because the World Cup has become sort of like this pilgrimage for some people who will just travel and go do it. Yeah, so it's actually it's interesting because it's similar to how the Olympics affect countries, right? Like a lot of countries don't make money. Um, Brazil, for example, they. The last Olympics, yeah the last Olympics and world cup, the the world cup was there and they lost a bunch of money. Like there, you can look at pictures and see this crazy, immaculate, beautiful stadium. And then there's people literally living in dirt a few blocks away from it. Right. Um, Qatar, the world cup's going to be in Qatar. And maybe I'm not a great debater cause this might make people hate soccer, but it's the <laughs> truth. Right. Um, in Qatar, they're using slave labor to build their stadiums. Like these people are in horrible conditions and FIFA, FIFA is a corrupt organization. They are notorious for laundering this like money and doing shady things like this, where they just are, are very, very corrupt. Um, the U S actually like the, I want to say the FBI like went in and broke up a bunch of FIFA corrupt leaders. FIFA should have to pay for it, honestly. FIFA, yeah. like, it shouldn't be the city. Like, we're gladly welcoming you into our home. We shouldn't be the ones who are having to 
will help pay for it, but FIFA should be doing a majority of the heavy lifting so that it is financially beneficial. Yeah. Or, or if not, just have it in cities that can afford it. Yeah. And people are still going to get paid for showing up and whatnot. Because yeah. if, if what you're saying is it, it decimates economies, potentially, some of them, yeah. then just don't do them there. Yeah. That's fine. Like, it'll be better for them not to have it there. Yeah. Save money for everybody and then make money for everybody at the same time. Yeah. it's uh, The U.S. is bidding for the 2026 World Cup. And they're doing a three-country bid, with a joint bid, with Mexico... Canada and the U.S. Um, I think it's like 80% of the games would be played in the U.S. and only like a few right in Canada and Mexico. So um, that will be incredible if the World Cup comes to the U.S. in 2026 because that will, I think that will blow up the game and the popularity here. Do you know where the last one was played by chance? Brazil. Oh, sorry, sorry. Last time was played in the United States. Uh, 1994. Oh, wow. Interesting. And then we had the Olympics two years after in Atlanta. Yeah. Hmm. Well, I'll be honest. I'm not 100% sure that you convinced me to start watching (laughs) soccer. But I'm definitely going to give it a try. And then I will return and give my, my report on how how all of that goes to all you people out there listening, all one of you. Thanks, Julie, once again for listening. But it's tough. Like, I think you have a huge leg up because of your mom. Yeah. And I just don't know if where I am at my, in my life is going to make me want to watch it. Like, there's just so many things where I'm like, why can't we change that? I feel the same way about a lot of other sports, too. I'm like, how about you just, like, let me make the rules for your sport? And I guarantee your sport's going to be doing so much better financially because people are going to be so much more interested in it. Uh, do you have anything, any closing things that you'd like to say to anybody? Yeah. So first of all, I want to invite you over to watch Argentina play. We'll do the Argentina Sato. We'll take mm. the customary. Um, from You're going to make it yourself or are we going to get it from Asado? F- uh, we'll make it ourselves. Okay. He's and talking then, about food, by the way. Yes. Steak. Asado being grilled. Grilled meat. Um, and then also, um, you'll have to take a picture with an Argentine jersey with I'm all so my glad family. You just said that. Actually. So we'll post that on social media. With your Argentine, <laughs> with your Argentine, dude, I love your mom. I love your dad too. Yeah. Like in all fairness, uh, I've never, I haven't met your wife's family at all. But if they're anything like your, um, like your family, for sure. And then last, last uh, statement. Um, I want to say because I don't feel like I did a good job debating why you should watch soccer, but um, I enjoy the sport. I love it. I love what it means to people, Um, especially I'll specifically talk to Argentina. Um, Those people, they, you know, are sometimes arrogant, sometimes hard, but the love that they put into that game and what it means to them, um, makes me root for Argentina, right? Especially being part from there. Um, I love it, and I invite people to watch the World Cup and enjoy the game, and um, go Argentina. Thanks, everybody, for uh, stopping by and being such great guests today. 
uh, the next time that we have something that we want to talk about, we hope you give it a listen. Feel free to like, comment, and continue the conversation by following us on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, and SoundCloud. Subscribe to us on iTunes, and if you are feeling especially generous, leave us a review on iTunes. We prefer five stars, but value the truth more. We plan on keeping this free to listeners forever, because we love you. Thanks for listening, and let's keep being better. going i didn't want to ruin it but um the argentina england one oh yeah the 1990 do you go to that no so that um you know about like the falcon islands right in argentina that like england own oh so interesting there's there was that war in argentina it's called the malvinas so argentines and english people like hate each other it's bad um in 1998 they went to penalties against each other in a knockout, um, in the knockout stage. And we were sitting there watching the game, watching the penalties, right? Like freaking out. And my mom, when the goalie blocked the last shot, she jumped up. And like our house we were in, this like the ceiling was pretty low. And it was one of those like hard, sharp, like concrete ones, like those pokey ones. She punches it. And like gashes her hand, <laughs> and as it's bleeding, she's like screaming, like going nuts for the game, like so crazy. And then, but yeah, that's insane to me because there's never been anything that I've been that passionate about. Yeah. Like that's what's crazy to me about soccer and the, and, and and soccer culture 